Hello and welcome to the Ravens podcast. I'm Simon and I am honoured tonight to be joined by Free Ninja Royalty. I'm talking (laughs) about, of course, Margarita Franco and Evan Bonifant. Thank you both so much for being here. It is an absolute honour. How are you both? Thank you, Evan. Uh, letting your mom go first. I'm really honored that you asked me to do this, and I it's great. I things are great, and I'm just so happy to see Evan and to meet you. And um, I'm yeah, I'm kind of excited to be doing this actually. So very cool. It's always very wonderful to answer questions about uh, the questions that people have about the uh, the movies, and it is so nice to see you, Margarita. It has been far too long. Too long since you were a little guy. Uh huh. Big guy now. I think, I think the last time that I saw you, I might have been 16. I'm it might have been then. We might have seen each other like once back then. I think so. And then before that, you came over to my house in Pasadena and yeah. we we had a party, like yeah. you know, kids' party. All the all the ninjas showed up and it was yeah. a lot of fun and we had a barbecue and everybody That's was right. excited to see you guys. Yeah. That's you were, right. you were, we had just finished the movie, I think. And I don't know how old you were then, but I was, yeah. Eight. I remember we had a swing in the back and you were like, push me again, push me again. <laughs> <laughs> always, a, always a bossy little one. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> that was me. Oh, well, yeah. mate, well, we need to hear more about that as we go through. Cause that already, you're already dropping exclusives here. Um, but I mean, if uh, firstly, first and foremost, I have to give a massive thank you to Nikki, who's one of our listeners who actually helped set this up with you, Margarita. And then Margarita, you helped bring Evan in. Uh, so thank you to everybody for making yeah. this happen. Thank you to her. She is, and I became friends on Instagram. And I, it's funny, you know, I'm new to that whole scene of Instagram or not so much now, but she was one of the first people who reached out and said she liked the movie. And then we just, she's just lovely. I've never met her, but I've seen her work. She's an artist. So it's very cool that she did this. So I'm I'm grateful to her. For sure. Same. Um, Well, if we, if we can, let's take it back to the beginning of free ninja history. So uh, Evan, of course, we know that you come in a slightly later chapter but I was hoping maybe we can flip back and forth about how you both got involved in in the movies um so Margarita you were in the first Three Ninjas uh how how was that in terms of auditioning and and getting getting the part how did that all go um it was really kind of crazy because back in the day and I don't know if Evan did this but this is what we did I had an agent, but my agent wasn't submitting me for the things, a lot of things. So I thought, you know, a lot of actors kind of take it into their own hands and you get the breakdowns. So I was paying to get what's called the breakdown service. And we would get all the listings of all the castings that were happening. Now, we're not supposed to get that as actors, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> and so I acted as my own agent in a sense. And I, my another friend of mine who worked quite a bit she and I were totally opposite she was from the midwest and I was me and so we would submit ourselves and I submitted myself for the three ninjas for the mom and I thought I'll never get called in and then John Turtletaub who directed the first three ninjas 
called me in and I grew up with five brothers. So the, for, to have Tum Tum, Colt and Rocky, I mean, for me, it was just like being with my brothers. And I got in on the first call. I, I, um, it went well. And then I did this thing in the audition where I said to the kids, like, you behave or else. And they, and they laughed. And I thought, that's just something you would do with your brothers, threaten to hit them, uh, jokingly, of course, not really, you know what I mean? I have five mm -hmm. brothers. So um, yeah, then I got the part and that went on from there. And I never knew it would be come as big as it is. And John Turtletop then went off to be a, quite a successful and established filmmaker. I don't know if you know that, but he's done mm -hmm. a lot of big movies. So it was really great. Yeah, we we actually we were lucky. We had Rule D Lewis on our podcast, who was uh, Junior Bevel in Cool Runnings, so one of the guys in the bobsleds. And John Turtletub went on to, and I'm sure you know, to to direct yeah. that. And uh, and he was saying that on set that John Turtletub was uh, talking about how much fun he had with Free Ninjas, and uh, you know how that had helped him to to elevate on. So that's awesome to hear. And, and Evan, I mean, coming in a little bit later, because, I mean, you would have been probably like a toddler, I'm guessing, or no, well, you would have been too young to have been in the first Three Ninjas, but uh, yeah. what was your audition process like for Three Ninjas Kickback? I think I would have been five when or four when the first one was made, because from what I gather, they made the first and the third movie that was released, one and two. And then our movie was was made third and was released second. Right. Uh, but in the audition process, it was so sort of similar, but a little different story to Margarita was that uh, the agency that we were with at the time, because I was seven, but I looked like I was five and I didn't know karate yeah. and I didn't, I, I just wasn't Tom Tom, not in the, I wasn't the breakdown, you know? And right. the, agent, the agent that we were with, uh, he said, I'm not submitting him. They want karate like aficionados they want kids that know karate it's not happening and so he just put a you know hard stop to it and so my mom who was my momager she uh yeah. got me <laughs> got me a print agent which was gillaroos at the time they did print and she talked the agent at gillaroos into submitting me for three to just kick back which was not print it was a film you know and they right. submitted me and they got me in we got a call back and uh, I remember in the audition, basically in the, the final audition with Charlie, the Charlie T. Kanganis, the director of the right. second one, um, basically they said, you know, we'll, we'll play a little game of uh, hide and seek and you, you hide. And, and I think they were just trying to see what I would be like improv wise, how I would be sort of naturally. Um, and in the room that we were in, it was, it was in a church on melrose we did the audition there was some church on melrose that's where they they held it but yeah. there was this big room that had these pillars and the pillars had these like it was basically pillars made of like hexagonal pieces stacked on each other and so we're playing hide and seek and while charlie has his eyes closed i grapple up to the top of this pillar <laughs> and i'm basically at the ceiling super dangerous you know but seven-year-old me doesn't care um and he's looking around for about 10 minutes where did Evan go? And the producers finally like point up and he sees me and I'm like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> and I like drop to the floor and he's like, okay, kid, oh my God. you got this, you know? So we end up getting a call, you know, 40 minutes later, like, Hey, you got it. And that was the deal was, I just was a crazy man. 
And so they were like, yeah, we got to get this, you know. And then I was a tyrant on set at seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> you were not a tyrant. You were a Oh, kid. that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, you can't, you can't sugar up a seven-year-old constantly and not expect them to be crazy. Simon, he was so sugared up. I'm not kidding on that, on the set, because the director, I remember this, he would uh, bribe you with candy and toys and say, just do this scene. If you do this scene one more time, really great. I'm going to give you this. And you're like, yeah. And you would just be eating candy. But yeah, you were pretty. Well, that, that's kind of like method acting for Tum Tum though, right? Huh? So that's, <laughs> that's, that's in character. Well, I mean, you, yeah. you both, you both uh, in in kickback but in other movies as well got to work with uh victor uh victor wong um rest in peace uh, what yes. was uh what was that experience like because he's kind of like the heart of the franchise really wow working with victor wong is oh, i'll get emotional <laughs> sorry he no it's okay he's just He's a legend. He was a, he's an icon. He's, he is like Bruce Dern. He is like for the, for the, as an actor, he is, I mean, I don't know if you know his body of work, but it is unbelievable. He's, uh, it's massive. And he was so generous and kind and, and and quite somewhat fragile on set because he was older and just the most wonderful giving actor. and he had to put up with these guys. I mean, yeah. with Evan and, and all yeah. the, but he, um, you know, the, in the first movie, the ninja movie, I did three ninjas. He was very kind to me because it was a big role for me. It was a, you know, at that time, it was really exciting. And I remember him like sitting in the bleachers with me in the first movie. And he said, um, he put his hand on my shoulder, his arm around my shoulder. And he goes, you're going to be okay, kid. You just, just follow along with me. And, um, and I would just smile, you know, I, I, what I didn't realize at the time who he was until later, until I, I started working more and more and I'm like, wow, I got to work with him. I mean, it was huge. So I, yeah, he was just a lovely, a lovely man and very cantankerous. I had, I had no idea who he was until years later. Like, so Years later, I ended up doing a film called Breakout, and the bad guy in that movie was James Hong. James Hong and that and Grandpa were in uh, Big Trouble in Little China together. Mm. And so when I, I saw that, I was like, oh, I, I was with both of them. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was sort of mind-blowing. Yeah, that's... He was... It's so funny you say cantankerous. I remember we were doing... Uh, press stills for three ninjas kick back and he did not want to do those he Mm. did not want to do the press stills it was just an off day he was like this is not the day i'm tired i don't want to do this (laughs) and they're like did you do it oh yeah no we did it but 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 every picture that we had had him flicking off the camera in the background (laughs) so they couldn't use any of the shots because he told them i don't want to do this i don't want to be here today why are you calling me out here? I don't do this. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's awesome. 
he was pretty uh he was pretty badass i have to say can we swear on this is that okay right, yeah 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 i mean not, not not i asked not beforehand just, you know oh did you i didn't ask yeah, yeah. yeah you're good go for it <laughs> let it fly it's all good <laughs> well, yeah he I, oh yeah, i'm sorry, sorry. no please go on go on yeah he um i don't know if if you knew this too, that, that one of the um, the three guys who were the villains in the first movie, one was a, a, a crew guy that um, was not supposed to be the actor, but the actor fell out of the movie or ended up not doing the part. So he ended up going from grip to actor. No Did kidding. You, that, yeah. That, in the that's first- a- that's um uh dj harder he's he's actually who i have scheduled next on the podcast ah, so hey, that's, that's so funny cool. yeah 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 he was and he was great but i remember uh um victor wong when all that happened he was like what's going on because you know, this was his face most of the time mm-hmm. i don't like it i don't mm-hmm. like it <laughs> and then he'd be really great and giving to work with as an actor he was very kind Oh, which is nice because, you know, I mean, he'd been around a lot of years doing um, films from all over the world. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, he he and all of you have a very uh, special place in my childhood, like the Free Ninjas movies. Um, I used to like when I was a little kid, I used to like travel around with them in like my school backpack, just in case there was the opportunity to put like the VHS in uh so it's like i was obsessed um and uh and i think that it really resonates with a lot of people because a lot of people yeah. particularly in like my sort of age group that sort of um like I'm, how I'm old 30, are you if you don't mind like- 34 so mm-hmm. i think when the first three ninjas came out i was like five um so it was like right in that era of uh you know it's kind of perfect for that age and up with like the it's like got violence in it but it's not like die hard you know it's uh that sort of perfect kid balance um and I mean speaking of that I mean Margarita the first movie is like one of the most successful like independent movies um of all time yeah. or it's particularly of that in in that era and yep. you're suddenly thrust into what the international success as well I mean how did how did you find that in terms of the film being so renowned worldwide? Well, it was exciting, but I don't think, I mean, for me, I was just the mom. It was the kids, the Tum Tum, Rocky and Colt who got all the, I mean, they, I think they were such the heart of the movie. I was really happy to be their mom and to get to do the movies again and again. Um, but it was funny because the first movie, when we did um, Three Ninjas, the press would, or uh, they would send us um, press releases or reviews of the movie, right? From all over. And I always, and I don't know if you know this, but I'm Mexican American, right? Mm-hmm. And which was funny in itself that I, I was cast as Jessica. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, they would send these um, press releases and, they, and the reviews. It always said, Margarita Franco, the actress who plays um, Jessica, is just very, you know, she's a bit waspy. And I was like, oh, wow, nobody's ever said that because I'm Mexican-American. <laughs> so I thought, for me, it was like, okay, I like it. Um, but I really, I'm so 
grateful that the movie resonated with so many people. People come up to me still um, and they'll say, were you in Three Ninjas? Like you were the, and I, whenever I talk about Three Ninjas, people are blown away. And I, after the first movie came out, I was at a friend's house in Santa Monica and she had um, somebody there um, working with her. And the woman who was working with her brought her son and her son and didn't speak much English. And, and he kept following me around. And I thought, why is this kid following me? And then he looks at me and he goes, you were the three ninja mom, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I was. He goes, I love that movie. And so many people, so many kids well, now that are adults, um, that movie, because it was so balanced without violence, with a good message, it resonated with a lot of kids. It was a child. I never, I mean, it's kind of like a cult classic in a way. People love that movie. I'm in the Palisades right now. I, um, and this family that I um, work with or work for, I should say, it's like my side hustle when I'm not acting. The, um, the uh, one of, well, the, uh, Zach, who as a father of three, he said to me, he goes, one of the reasons I really wanted to hire you is because you were in Three Ninjas and that was my favorite movie when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so, yeah. so awesome. So awesome. And, and Evan, I know that you obviously were, were young going in, going into Three Ninjas Kickback, but can you remember if you had already seen the first Three Ninjas, if you were like aware of it? And then also if you were aware that you were, you know, taking over that role from from somebody else and if you felt any I guess you probably didn't feel pressure as a kid because kids luckily don't really well we hope don't really feel those things but did you remember if you felt any anything like that I knew for sure I was taking somebody's role that you know for sure when you're an actor and you're like there was somebody else in this okay Uh uh-oh so you feel like you may have done something wrong you know but then you get on set and you're eating candy. Well, I'm eating candy all day and it doesn't really matter. But uh, no, I think that the, no, it was, it was, um, there was never any pressure per se. I think the only pressure is like when you're, you know, you have to learn lines. That's it. You just yeah. have to make sure that you know the lines. And as a kid, there's so much, it's so easy to be distracted. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because we're you know kids are little distractible beings that's that's all you do is yeah. distract. and I was ADD I mean still am ADD but back then it was hardcore and you just you pump me full of sugar and you try to get me to remember lines okay yeah let's see if this let's roll the dice on this one you know yeah no it was yeah you were you were like a little stallion dude you were wild I was a Tasmanian <laughs> devil I was just spinning out of control there was a there was a point where the scene in, in kickback where we were at the the dojo for the big competition and there's this this long marshmallow chocolate something hanging out of my mouth they were like okay we're action and i'm supposed to just have it there and as they say cut i take the rest of it and shove it into my mouth and i did it every take (laughs) and so every take i'm just ate another foot of sugar and like yeah. they literally had somebody you know, like the like the on, on a tennis court, they got that person that catches the ball. There was a person there to run off from side and grab the candy out of my mouth before it shoved <laughs> more in. Legitimately, it was ridiculous because I was happy to eat as much candy as they would give me. So And no, you guys was- were in every scene. So you had a lot on your plate. 
I had a lot of candy. I, I was fine with it. <laughs> well, Evan, you also, um, you got to travel with the movie, right? So that must have been a, a cool experience. It it was it was amazing. And because I was seven, I was very limited in what I could do when we got to Japan. Now, mm-hmm. Max and Sean, they were of an age where they could go out, they could go get motor scooters, mopeds, and take off and have a good time. But I was seven. So I was sort of stuck with my mom. You know what I mean? Like, even though mm-hmm. Japan is extremely safe, my mother's extremely American. So you're not letting a seven-year-old just walk around a foreign country. Right. You know what I mean? Even though it would have been totally fine, uh, you know, to do so. Yeah, I was, I couldn't do pachinko. I wanted to play pachinko so bad. And I could not do that. That's gambling. There was just a lot of things in Japan that I couldn't do that I wanted <laughs> You're to. You're seven. Yeah. But I wanted to play. It was a game. It was loud and bright. And give me more candy. Hush. Like, that's all I wanted to do. You know. So I I'd had a wonderful time. But from what I recall, the shooting for that was way longer than a normal mm-hmm. film. From what I remember, Three Ninjas Kickback was like, there was like three months of filming in L.A., and then three months of filming in Japan. Wow. Which is an abnormally long amount of time to film a movie. I didn't get to go to Japan. I was really bummed out about that because that, that's pretty pretty epic that you got to go. Yeah, um, it, was, can- it was cool. I'm going to say it was awesome. I mean, I learned a couple things in Japanese and I learned some Japanese culture like don't eat in the street. Because we got caught eating McDonald's while we were walking. And there were people like, what are these foreigners doing? What are you doing walking in the street eating? Like, you're supposed to order it, eat it, throw it away, and then go on with your day. Not eat while you walk, you know. It's not as fast food as here. It's not like, you know, transportable. Yeah, there was was just some really interesting uh, things. I remember one night we we were late getting back to the hotel. And there was, like, we, we didn't know how to get back. And there was one bus back. And we were, you know, my mom is like yelling, like, please wait. And the bus is driving off. And I yell out, Chotamate Kudasai, which was, wait a minute. <laughs> In Japanese, wow. I scream it. That's and a the bus, long way to say that. And the bus like <laughs> hits the brakes and we get to get on and get back to the hotel, you know. But I think uh, the coolest thing was... So in Japan, we got to go to a ninja village, even though technically that's not a real thing. It is though, like we got to go to the sort of sort of a touristy thing that they made, but it was such an interesting experience being in this sort of uh, environment where the whole movie's about ninjas and ninja dumb mm. or whatever you know you want to call it. <laughs> and then there's this little village of people that are like portraying the very thing that we're portraying, but they look authentic. We look like we're making fun of it, you know. So it was very cool to like meet these actual martial artists and and the stunt guys were incredible um i know that they had probably the toughest job because they just were you know kicking each other's ass constantly for six months but they were the nicest guys in the world i mean they do all this crazy you know physical stuff and then they'd yell cut and you'd see them all over there smoking a cigarette (laughs) (laughs) and they flick the cigarette action all right and they're back to kicking each other's ass you know but yeah, it was an amazing, it was an amazing experience. I, I vaguely recall when we were working in LA, but I recall mm-hmm. the most of what I recall was, was in Japan. There was very yeah. like working in the house. I remember that in LA apart from that, yeah. I, like it's so it's almost 30 years ago now. It's so tough to recall 
any of those memories for me. And I guess yeah, I was stuff... trying to. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go please. I was trying to find pictures because I have a lot of pictures at, um, of when we worked, and um, I'll, I'll have to go through my boxes of photos because there there were some great pictures of the house when we were shooting. I think that was in like Malibu Canyon area, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it was it was yeah pretty great. There was the I'm granddad's house. In, there was the granddad's house in Malibu Canyon, and then there was the family's house which was like in Culver oh, yeah. City. No. It was Where was that? In, that was in, wait, I might be mixing up my ninjas here. But we <laughs> had, we shot, <laughs> my ninja boys. But we did one in like Thousand Oaks or something out there, Simi Valley. There was a house out there. That I might don't be remember. It, it was that Thousand Oaks, it. yeah. That yeah. might be it. Right, that's right. I forgot. That was, I remember, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. And you know who, oh, Simon, Simon. I also asked Alan McRae, who played my husband, of uh, dad, to, to join today, but I couldn't get a hold of him because I thought, wouldn't that be funny if he just came I, in today? I think I would have died if that had actually, <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't have told me and it just popped up, I think I would have died. You know, what was you know what was crazy was I think when I was 20 years old, 21, I went on an audition and he was yeah. casting it. No <laughs> yeah. way. I walked in and was like, Dad? He's the casting director. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, Dad, what are you doing? It was amazing to see. And he, of course, has for me, he hasn't changed. I'm the only one that looks like they've changed because I'm not, you know, three foot tall You're anymore. You've grown up. Right. I have facial hair and I'm not three foot tall. But like, it was amazing to see him. I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? You know. <laughs> That's so Did amazing. he recognize you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he knew when he when he had the, the headshot and he was like, Of course he had the headshot. Evan Bonifant. I was like, Dad? What's <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I was gonna say, uh, Evan, it would make sense. It makes sense that you'd remember the stuff in Japan, you know, better than the stuff in in, in LA because that's, you know, going to a, a foreign place and you know, is more uh, novelty, I guess. But yes, it is amazing that you have you know you have you have a great memory to be able to remember these things as you do anyway and then margarita i was going to ask so when uh you get the call to come back for uh free ninjas kickback um what was what was that like was it just they just called you up and said hey we're gonna we're gonna roll again yeah and as easy as that pretty much they just yeah. called and said you, you, do you want to be a ninja mom again i was like yep <laughs> I, I had so much fun and um yeah I, there was no way I was not doing it I just thought I'm so glad that I don't get changed out as the mom because the kids <laughs> were growing up right so they obviously had to make them look younger Kevin and you were wonderful in the movie even though you were all sugared up but yeah. um yeah I was really happy that they called me back because I'm real I got this job just submitting myself and then it turned into working with John Turtletop, working with uh, Charles Kanganis. And then, um, I mean, it just, it just snowballed into a great gig and I was really happy. And then people still talk about it. People still love the movie. And I don't know if you know, but I believe they're doing a reboot yeah. of Three Ninjas. Yeah. And they're calling it Kicking Back. Well, okay, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. Because... 
Wait, well, this is new information to me, but um, I don't know if you guys know. Maybe I can reveal an exclusive to you in case you hey. don't know. But when uh, we had Kate Sargent on, who played Emily in the first Three Ninjas, um, and she she's a writer now, and um, she had, uh, is it Mar- Martha Yang? Am I, am mm, I yes. saying that right? Yes, the, yes, you are. Who, who owns the rights well she told us on our podcast that uh martha had given her permission to write a script for a tv show as a uh when the three ninjas are older so like when they're adults and they reconnect and like a cobra kai sort of thing but before yeah. cobra kai had happened and uh it even got to the point that the script was written she had shipped it round to different, um, you know, studios and production places, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was like close to getting there. But then Cobra Kai came out and it was kind of mm. seen as too similar to Cobra uh. Kai. Um, but yeah, there was uh, and she had sat down with, I think, sorry, Evan, but I think the original yeah. ninjas, she should have that come to sense. you. She should have. I mean, no, yeah. it they, makes shame sense. on you, Kate. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> but uh, I don't, they weren't into it, I think was uh, part of it as well. So she couldn't secure like some of the original cast, but so it didn't end up happening. So yeah. this is, but what, so what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Three Ninjas kicking back. It's some sort of movie. It's, it's credited. Yeah. I was told about it through the grapevine and people still, you know, contact me and let me know what's going on. Yeah, it's, yeah, I yeah, saw it so, on IMDb. I think it's like supposed. Yeah, I saw it in yeah. IMDb that it's there's uh, yeah. and maybe it was. Oh no! You know what, Simon? It was um, um, Nikki, Nikki who who told me about this. Yeah, right. She's the one who knew about it. Of course, me. she knows. She's holding she out knew. on me. <laughs> yep, she knows it all about Three Ninjas. And then I wrote my agents and said. I could be the grandma. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, <laughs> like you got you guys should be having cameos in it for sure, or or roles in it. You know, like how they do with like Cobra Kai. They've absolutely nailed it. It's like the perfect blend. I don't know if you guys watch it, but um, I have not seen it. I've not oh, gotten you, a chance to now. Well, it's brilliant in in terms of how they're continuing the sort of Karate Kid universe. They definitely could be ah. doing the same thing with three yeah. ninjas definitely and bringing sure. you know the characters back well would you would you so margarita I'm, I'm guessing obviously you'd be open to returning would you both be open oh, yeah. to returning if they re you know could get you in in some fashion i would love yeah. to i would love to sure. be the grandmother yeah. <laughs> i mean i i would love to be the i'd like to be the cantankerous one now i'd like to be the one <laughs> you know with a spatula going get over here and then doing a couple of ninja moves on the kids and going just don't think just because I'm an old lady that I can't mess you up right now. Yeah, and it makes it. sense. Grandpa would have taught you, right? So you would have had the, you know, had the martial art information. We just didn't get to see it displayed necessarily right. in the movie, but you always had it in the locker to bring out, you know? Right. And then Evan, we need, yeah. how are we going to bring you in here? You're, you're then, you, you probably you have give him candy. Well, yeah, you probably have a food truck or something, something food related, right? That's and... right. That's right. It's got to be. It's still candy, man. That's the only way I'm going to do this job is if they got candy on hand. <laughs> the only way they got me the first time. Yeah, amazing. You could be the uncle or the old. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. No, oh, it's, that's right. I I heard about it and was like, well, "What's it called?" I saw kicking back, and I was like, 
how are you going to take our name? Come on, man. Give me a different name. Yeah, man. I think yeah. it's cool. I, I, I honestly can't wait to see what it is they're going to do with it. It's it's going to be cool. Yeah. Now yeah. So much more that we can do, um, like, visually in in the in the realm of of filmmaking and 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 making tv shows and sort of production wise there's so much more we can do visually so it's going to be a lot more interesting to watch i'm sure because i've gone back and i've I've seen the original one i've been like huh they did a really good job with directing with the the uh the equipment that they had and now did yeah yeah to see with what what they could do now oh boy oh boy even just in and because it's based in a um that martial arts thing. Now, anything that's martial arts, you can really get these interesting shots. And we've worked in martial arts with film for years. So now we've gotten to this really cool thing, especially after the matrix and all those types of things. Like how do we visually make it more appetizing, you know? So yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be really cool to watch. Yeah. I wonder who, like how they would make Victor Wong's character or who would come in as the mentor, the, you know, the, it'll be interesting to see because, uh, I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a big one to follow up. I mean, it's a big the the first three ninjas, the second. I mean, all of them really had quite. They have quite a big fan base. I think. Yeah. It's yeah. you know it's funny. Yeah, I, I can I can attest to that because at I'm 36 now, and I was seven uh-huh. when I did it. So like yeah. the people that are between Simon's age and like 50, when right. I see like when I see them, if they know who I am yeah and I've changed but if they know who I am there's this moment where I get I, to see them be a kid and yeah, it's, yeah, this, yeah. it's this beautiful wonderful thing that I'm so happy that I get to see it because there's very few things in life that do that where you right, sort of feel like that, that like yeah and it's this very visceral very immediate sort of response of like you were and you're like yeah dude what's up because yeah, <laughs> I, I was know. your age yeah it's really really cool I love that I have a son he's 22 and he he uh, will tell all his friends like even you know he's young but they'll say my mom was uh, the three ninja mom just so you know <laughs> and it's so great but because uh, I mean you can turn that movie on at any time for any kid and it's good it it always delivers it kids love it it's just yeah, boy, I I really think they. Who knew it was going to be that big? Like the like you were saying, Simon, the first movie made a lot of money for the for the budget that it had. It was like the highest grossing film ever of that certainly of that year. I don't know how it stands now, but for the budget that it had, yeah, I mean nobody, yeah. But did did you know that? Um, again, this is from Kate, who had all of this great information. But when they released um, Free Ninjas and Karate Kid on DVD, and remembering Karate Kid is like up there as, you know, uh, would have was a major studio production and made a ton of money as well. That Free Ninjas that first year, the DVDs outsold Karate Kid. I did not know that. Isn't that crazy? Who was the mom in that movie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who was that? no i'm kidding who was that oh my goodness i'm stumping her i'll tell you that right now (laughs) well and margarita did you know you know that there's two cuts of the movie of free ninjas movie did you know this because they they had to they changed the ending of the first one because the la riots was happening 
at the uh, around the time that the movie was going to be released so i'm guessing is that like 92 i think yeah and uh because yeah. i had we had um behar on the on the podcast he played uh one of the bullies had both of the bullies actually um and they cut the end because the end scene was the three ninjas beating up the bullies but it was oh. gonna be showing three white kids beating up a black kid and uh that is Just not didn't gonna, fly. that's that's that would the movie wouldn't happen you know that would be the right. end of it so they they flipped it around and they actually re- re-edited it um Behar was actually saying that he was upset about it I'm not really upset but, but because that was one of his big scenes like his big action scene yeah. you know was sort of being the fight at the end um but the first cut of it is a lot more violent like uh grandpa actually kills someone with a ninja star in the uh no! in that cut. But that cut is actually available on YouTube. Like it's been up there for years. It's got like millions of views. Uh, so oh if you ever want to see, I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you ever want to see the original cut, I'll send you a link afterwards. And uh, <laughs> it's very different, <laughs> but but great also. Wow. Uh, wow. I can't imagine him killing someone. But I bet he. I bet he really. I bet Victor Wong really loved doing that. Because you know he probably wanted to do it the day you did those stills instead of yeah. turning on the. Oh wow! I did not know that. That uh, did they re- now? Did Simon? Did they release a movie no. with a different cut or no? It's never been like released on like DVD or anything. It was just kind of like leaked out there. But I I think because we don't have Hulu here, but I, apparently the version on Hulu I think is the director's cut or whatever you want to call it, the more sort of R-rated cut. Um, oh, but I it's just. See that. The, there's just some differences like subtle differences uh like so like the basketball game they play in the middle they actually lose where in the cut that we know they win and so that changes right. some of the time time stuff um and there's just they sort of just beat up the uh the villains a lot more you know in the other cut right. like he's like, kind of more Rocky realistic <laughs> Rock, yeah, like Rocky pretty much like hangs one of them by like a tie, a, a necktie and stuff. It's um, it's nuts. It's crazy. So it was more of a, it was more of like a call to like Big Trouble Little China that type of violence in the movie. Then yeah, like it was still like comedic, but it right. was just mm-hmm. a little bit more. There was just a lot more of it, and I think when they've re-edited it, they've sort of softened it a little bit for maybe even some of the musical cues are different. You know, they kind of have made it a little bit more universally friendly, which obviously yeah. that's probably put it in good stead for it to be, you know, uh, wide, wide, you know, more widely received. I guess. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it would be tough to you know have a babysitter over and your kids are watching a movie where Victor Wong kills somebody or somebody's hanging somebody. <laughs> right, right, right. I think that that was the appeal of the movie is that it was it was a safe movie because even now some things that kids see, I mean, their parents, I mean, you know, things are a lot more advanced now. So um, I, I, again, I go back to you can always throw that on for kids and you know that it's they're going to laugh and it's it's slapsticky. Evan, you were so funny in that, you know, even though you were sugared up, you certainly, you know, you hit your marks and you hit your lines. And I think you guys had all the hard work. I mean, I just got to come in and go, now kids, Tom Tom, Rocky, Colt. I mean, that was pretty, you know, you guys had, you were in every scene. 
Yeah, so. they they really wanted it to look like I knew karate, and boy, I didn't. <laughs> so there was a lot of like, just just punch towards the camera. Okay, cool, cut. <laughs> we'll edit it later in post. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool, that works. Where's the candy? <laughs> well, Evan, fam- famously, you break the fourth wall, right? You know, towards the end of the movie was 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 that fun to do it was the best like the one thing you're probably taught to never do is look at the yeah. camera right right yeah it is the one thing that you're taught never to do and it is what I do in almost every project I do <laughs> it is literally <laughs> if, if I if I can find a way to do it I will do it because I think it's amazing it's it it's there's this wonderful thing that uh cinema and tv shows uh any sort of uh entertainment that we do what it does is it pulls you in and it gives you this distraction from the real world. And you sort of, you, you forget that there's a real world out there. And then the moment that an actor turns and looks directly at camera goes, great choice with this job. And you're like, wait, what? And you like, you know, you know that they're not really talking to you. It'll either pull you farther in or it pushes you immediately out. And you sort of realize, oh yeah, this entertainment has been made for me to digest yeah. and I think there's something really I don't know there, to me there's just something really amazing to what we do for a living in that you can sort of pull people that way and I don't know the, the reason that I've done acting all these years is because it, it gave me the opportunity to be a part of projects that um, even if they weren't you know educational <laughs> there's a way that you, there's a way that you can uh, get people to think about the choices they make in real life yeah uh think before they do things you know and so yeah yeah I try to break the fourth wall in everything I do even when the director writer goes I don't know if that works and I'm like are you sure because I think it does it really does <laughs> let me just try well, one I... take yeah exactly exactly <laughs> do one my way and then we'll do the rest your way let's do it you know yeah for sure yeah well, that's being done a lot more now in films, right? And in television shows. I mean, this is obviously not a kid show, but Fleabag is a perfect example of yeah. breaking that fourth wall that is just so it's incredible. A, it's but perfectly written. That fourth wall breaking is really cool in Fleabag. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. That's not a kid show. We, no. we don't want any kids <laughs> to watch that. But, no. Um, <laughs> well, um, Margarita, you come back again um, in the, uh, well, I guess technically it's the fourth one, right? Uh, high new, um, Mega Mountain. Uh, yeah. Three yeah. Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, how how was that experience? We've actually we've had I forgot I forgot to mention we had Mike Alasky on the podcast as well. He played Colt in that one. Um, ah, and yeah, he said he had a great time on that on that one as well. That was fun because we were in Colorado, and um, so that I guess that was my Japan, Evan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I got same. to go to Colorado. <laughs> It's the same. Yeah, yeah. Pachenko, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> it was <laughs> uh, lots of deer. Uh, it was great because, I mean, I hadn't been to Colorado and to travel on a film and Hulk Hogan was in the film. He was really big, um, you know, in that time and, um, and physically as well. Um, <laughs> it it was a lot of fun. We had a blast. I mean, we, the crew and everyone just, um, we just, it was really um, kind of like spring break, that movie. <laughs> it was just fun. 
um, we were in our, you know, we didn't, we were at the hotel bar having a good time. We'd go to set and work and then we'd go back to the hotel and then they were nice enough to give me a car. So I got to go around and see um, some beautiful sites like the, um, um, what's that movie with Jack Nicholson? The, um, um, ah, come on with the two kids, Red Rum, Red Rum. Oh, The Shining. Mm. Shining. The Shining, where they filmed the, yeah, the hotel and everything. It was pretty cool. Did you know uh, that I think a year or two, maybe a year, not even, after you finished High Noon at Mega Mountain, I was in some pizza place over in, uh, like, Studio City, and yeah. I'm, I'm ordering some pizza, and this little blonde curly-headed kid walks up behind me, and he taps me on the shoulder. <laughs> I turn around, I was like, Hello? <laughs> Can I help you? <laughs> and he was like, are you Evan Bonifant? I said, yes. And he goes, I'm J.P. Rosk. I play Tum Tum in the new Three Ninjas. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Buddy, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I think I may have been 20 at the time, 21. But it was so funny to have just this kid walks up and he's the Tum Tum. And I was like, hey, here's the, there's the torch, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it on. Wow. And it's funny you say Michael Lasky. I've been uh I've uh communicated with him a couple times over Instagram recently. Oh he's, so, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he hilarious. seems to be, yeah. So we've like we've all sort of kept in contact a little. I spoke with Max recently, uh, because there is uh some TV show uh that should be happening soon and may or may not have me and Max in it. No but we way. will see huh? we shall see. It is tentative. It may not happen. So So is Max get... still acting? I, from what I gather, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. If if That's something great. comes up out of nowhere and says, hey, you want to do it? Yeah, I think he'd say yeah. Because he's still a great little actor. He's always been. He's he's definitely yeah. uh he was always very good. Yeah, he was yeah. always very dedicated to being an entertainer. So yeah, man. And he's he's super nice. I think we hung out probably three or four years ago now. We went out to some bar and it was, I'm sure, very much too much for him to see me having a drink. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but it was so funny to to sort of see him. And I, I hadn't seen Max since I think that cookout at yours, Margarita. I hadn't yeah. seen him since then. And so it, it had been, you know, 20 plus years. But it felt like not a day had gone by, not a single day. Right. And we were like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah, good to see you, man. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. was great to work with. He was yeah. um, you know, also, you know, he was raised by a single mom and she was always on set. And and he was just such a gentle soul, right? Like, yeah. he was just like this kind of, he was, he was so cool for a kid, which was yeah. kind of weird. You know, yeah. he was just like very chill. And I was telling, I was before we got started, I was telling uh, Simon about uh, Sean, Sean Fox, who played Rocky in, in ours. Sean is now mm-hmm. like Professor Emeritus of a super intelligent, dumb. He's just, he's a nerd. <laughs> wow. He's, no, he's a super smart guy. If you look up what it is he does online, it's incredible. I, it's like he's solving world like hunger. Like he's solving the world's issues right now. It's amazing. I can't even put into words what it is he does because it's such a long title. But <laughs> yeah, it's very, very cool to see that Sean was like, yeah, I'm done with acting. I'm going to go be a yeah. smart person now. I'm done. Like, uh, <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> well, the first first Rocky, right? Um, Michael Trainer. Simon, have you? Yeah. 
have you, Michael Trainer, have you had Canon on I, your show? I, I wish. I've tried. Uh, there's, um, I think he falls into a camp of someone that doesn't want to be found. Like, as in, he's yeah. very, I haven't been able to find him, like, online or anything like that. And I respect that, you know, if people yeah, don't sure. want to, some people want to just leave that, and that's completely cool. But if he ever is, gets to listen to this in some way, then please come tell your story. We'd love to hear it, but don't feel pressured. You know, may I say something about him? Please. Just that, um, when we worked, first of all, he was he was like this beautiful young, you know, Rocky. He was perfect for the character. He would, and he had fans galore. There was fan mail just piling up for him. So they really wanted him to come back and play Rocky again because the girls just loved him. And um, I think he wanted to be in school and have a normal childhood and didn't want to come back and work in television or film anymore. I don't believe he acted after that. I could be wrong. I don't know if you know that, Evan. Yeah, he didn't didn't want to do it anymore. He quit. He was, he wanted to go back to being a normal person. He wanted to have have a happy, wholesome life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of started late. I started (laughs) acting at 26. So I I had a pretty happy, wholesome life, but I just was surprised, not surprised, but it it was impressive how many fans, like how many girls wrote him. And um, I'm really bad with names. The girl in the first three ninjas who played at, at the baseball field, who he had the crush on, not Emily, the, the brunette with the curly hair. Lisa Di Marino? Yes, Lisa Di Marino. That's the one I oh had a crush on. <laughs> you had a crush on her too? Oh my gosh. He, I have a picture of him and she, he's got, she's, she's taller than him and she has her arms around him and he just looks like, I'm in heaven. I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah. I think that was a highlight for him in that movie. I didn't know you had a crush on her. She oh, was, I was seven yeah. and I had a deep crush on Lisa DiMarino. Here I am making fun on camera. They say action. I'm like, ha Rocky. And they say cut. And I'm like, hi, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love you, Lisa DiMarino. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What such great memories, really. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was just such a wild ride to work on that. I remember the rap party. Do you remember the rap party? up in Hollywood on sunset. Um, no, you, maybe you weren't there cause you were, or may, maybe you were there and left early, but we had fun. I was Probably. dancing. <laughs> I was yeah, dancing with the director and it was just a blast. Yeah. Good times. So the place that we <laughs> shot the baseball stuff uh, mm-hmm. for kickback, that's where I learned to ride a bike. Yeah. I, oh. back, I learned to ride a bike the next year. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh my like, it holds a nice little place in my childhood where I'm like, I learned to ride a bike right there in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, Evan, uh, you uh you were also I don't know how we'd say this, like you were made into a video game, right? Because they're yeah. the free ninja video game and how that must have been awesome as a kid to be able to play as yourself in a video game or to be yeah it was it was on sega genesis if i'm not mistaken and it was unbelievably unbelievably difficult and from what i gather uh almost impossible to beat like there was there's legitimately like 95 percent of the cartridges have like a bug where you can't beat the game like (laughs) the final boss is like a nope you can't beat it and it's gonna kill you um but yeah i remember trying to play it or trying to you know complete the first three missions or whatever and was like oh this is too tough i'm not playing this anymore (laughs) you should play it on your twitch that would be crazy 
Yeah, right. No, it's okay. I'm old. What is Twitch, you guys? I don't even know what Twitch is. What is it's another streaming channel? It's it's another where people stream. Basically, Twitch is made for streaming gaming. uh, Okay. So people play video games. They you know have a camera like like what we see right now of us. But it's you know that's why I have the green screen here. It's because that's what I do. I I stream games. I'm going off here off topic, but my son was telling me about, cause he, he's 22 now, but, and he's trying to go pro as a tennis player. And the first thing he did after he won the last tournament was go out and buy Pokemon cards. And he told me about this serve, this streaming thing where people open Pokemon cards online yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. And then people watch them. I thought, wow, that's yeah. yeah. No, that's people all I know. Is that Twitch? People, yeah. People watch unboxings, unboxings. They do that on YouTube as well, where they'll just, mm. Show them live opening up the, the packets and did I get the right cards? Did I get, you know, yeah, a super yeah. expensive card? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Evan, this might be a good opportunity to talk about your Twitch. I'll put the link below, but can let us know what you have going on there. So uh as of right now, it's twitch.tv slash Evan can rage. Um, because <laughs> I play games that make me rage. Um, not all the time, but from time to time when I lose, I'm gonna get a little heated. Uh, but yeah, we have uh, a TV show, uh, basically a, a full-on game show that we'll be starting, hopefully, cross fingers, in the next like two months, um, and that's Dungeons and Dragons related, and that's sort of the big for me. That's the big deal. Um, I stream gaming almost every like every weekday, but sometimes every day of the week um, I'm streaming gaming on there. Uh, but it depends. Usually, you know, you start you try to start around 4 a.m., which sounds crazy. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. It sounds crazy, but you have to remember you're you're hitting the 7 a.m. market on the East Coast. And so like and in England you're hitting the what is it 7 8 9 10 11 12 1, 1 p.m. So like you're it's it's trying to hash like how do you hit all of the people awake at the right time, you know. Uh but yeah, I do the the gaming streaming and then uh we should have that show up in the next 2 months. So that's going to be fun. We're sort of trying to trying to be a supplement to critical role which is the the number one show on on twitch right now so nice Gosh, Evan, awesome. that's so great yeah the, i it's, didn't know look, any of this about you it, well you know i keep it to myself until the project's made <laughs> <laughs> i never i never liked uh because i remember when i was when i was in my uh, late teens and early 20s i would tell people about oh I'm, I'm doing this thing and i'm doing this thing and then something would happen as always does in this industry and it doesn't come yeah. to fruition you're like well I did a lot of talking for nothing. Uh, so that's yeah. why I say give it like two months, maybe three, because we have to get all the tech stuff worked out and get moved. But once that's all handled, we definitely are going to have a show going. So, all right. Well, I'm going to have to open a Twitch account. <laughs> well, you, you know, you, you might have to, but oh it doesn't cost. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't have to cost. You can just show up and watch. I know some okay. people make to where it's like, oh, you have to like pay to watch them. Like, no, 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 calm down. Yeah, we're not that self-important yet. Yet, yet. <laughs> if I could charge people for candy, like you got to give me candy, then you can watch. Them. Yeah, then it works. <laughs> Love that. Well, we'll put the link below for that and and for your Instagram as well. And Margarita, you have a a new movie out or coming out? Yes, I have a new movie out right now. Um, it's called The Hater, and uh, we. Um, it's wonderful. And it's an indie film. It was a Sundance film I did with Bruce Dern, Nora Dunn, Ali Larder from Heroes and um, Meredith Hagner, who is just incredible. I mean, the cast is wonderful. Lisa Linky from Bless This Mess. Um, Joey Alley wrote it, directed it and produced it. 
and it's a political satire. You can uh, stream it on Amazon Prime. It's in theaters throughout the country. Um, you can also stream it on, I think, um, YouTube, Amazon Prime, and Apple TV, I believe. It's called A Hater. I play Rosa. I own a, a barbecue restaurant. It's the best in Texas. And I, it, it's a wonderful film. It's uh, getting good reviews. Um, and it's very timely for what is happening now in our world. Um, it's, it's funny. And um, I really am proud of the work. And to work with Bruce Dern, again, it's like Victor Wong. I just, yeah. I got lucky. I've worked with, so anyway, that movie is out there right now. And I hope people go and see it. Or I hope they stream it because it's, it's really, it's really fun. And it's also smart. And um it's written by this badass woman who just like wrote it, directed, started it and brought us in. And one of the things she said to me, she didn't know I was on Three Ninjas until one of the crew members told her, like, did you know Margarita who plays Roses, the Three Ninja Mom? And she came up and she goes, shut up. You are the Three Ninja Mom. She goes, why didn't you tell me that? I love that movie. And I was just so excited because I thought, here I was just like, I just want to work with Bruce Dern. I just want to do a good job. And she's like, dude, you're the three ninja mom. Come on. You got some street cred now. <laughs> so that was very cool. So that I did. And I also um, was on uh, Netflix, What If, with uh, Renee Zellweger. Um, mm. I have a really nice part in that. It's, um, yeah. So I, I've been pretty lucky. I've been pretty lucky to work. Again, I want to go back to the Hader movie that's out right now. Working with Bruce Stern was like working with Victor Wong. It was a something that I will always hold dear to me because it's not often that we, as I consider myself a, a working class actor, you know, I work, I'm happy to, to be out there to do the hustle, to, to do the grind. And actors of that stature are iconic. And so um, I've, I've worked with three, I've worked with, Victor Wong, Bruce Dern, and Lauren Bacall. Come on. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. So awesome. And I'll, I'll put links below uh, to the Hater movie as well. And I look forward to checking it out myself. That uh, sounds awesome. And Evan, have to mention as well, if we're talking about like heavyweight actors, I mean, you obviously also worked with Dan Aykroyd and John Goodman yeah. in <sighs> Blues Brothers. That yep. is crazy, man. I yep. mean, that must have been, what were they like? That must have been awesome. It was, so uh, Margarita said something earlier about uh, High Noon at Mega Mountain was like being on spring break. And that was effectively what Blues Brothers 2000 was like. It was like, it was like fun. It wasn't really work. Uh, we were there for three months in Toronto, Canada. And this was in uh, 98, I think it was um and we were having a blast i mean john landis had made it a very safe a very sane drug-free set um because he said we're not dude you worked with john landis i did not know that yeah yeah and he was amazing um i love that man he's he's probably one of the sweetest people i've ever worked with um him and dan and john and joe morton uh were super super nice guys especially working with a kid um sometimes sometimes in in acting uh you know you when you're working with a kid you're like cool this is this is cool 
but it's it doesn't feel like like you're working a job it feels like you're babysitting a little bit and uh and so I my hat's off to them for being yeah not only as professional but as decent and uh kind as they were uh while we were working but we had a blast it was like I said it was it was uh right in the summertime so it was real comfortable um it wasn't you know cold or too bad while we were working and I think the really cool thing uh not that the entire shoot wasn't cool but probably the coolest day was doing that um, uh, turn on your love light scene where we had all of the greats in one room on the day. Like we, we, it was, it was this one meeting. Like it was like a super concert. Basically we had BB King and Bo Diddley and Isaac Hayes and Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood and Dr. John and John Baxter and like, you name it, they were there. And uh, out. Oh yeah. And we had this, uh, this guitar, this, this like kids, you know, practice guitar that, uh, Dan and John had given me for my birthday, um, which I had on the set, thankfully. So I got really cool gifts because <laughs> they, <laughs> they're rich. Um, but they gave me this really cool guitar and we, we got a second guitar that matched it because I wanted to play one of them and we wanted to get the other one signed. And I remember we were yeah. taking it around and getting it signed by all, by all of the great guitarists. And Bo Diddley famously wow. doesn't sign guitars. <laughs> and B.B. King was the person that went up to Bo Diddley and said, sign the fucking guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Diddley was like, man, you know I don't sign. He was like, sign the fucking guitar, man. Like, all of us signed it. And so Bo Diddley, like, grudgingly was like, uh, like oh. sign the guitar yeah so yeah, we have this story yeah so we have this wonderful guitar um and it commemorates sort of this beautiful day there is this wonderful picture um that that we we have of everybody sort of so one of the crane cameras took uh of the whole you know shot with everybody and coco taylor and you know all of them and um i remember we were supposed to have tina turner was supposed to play queen musette and at the last minute, she couldn't because she was contractually obligated to a concert, a tour that she was doing. And she was like, I can't do it now. They won't let me cancel that date and do the shot. So we ended up having Erica Badu, which is totally not a step down. <laughs> we, we were like, That's oh awesome. my God. And it, was right, and it was right at the beginning of like Erica Badu's sort of jettison to fame. So it was right when it was happening for her, you know, we were like, holy Molly, what's happening? You know, so yeah, it was. Um, I love, I love That's it. I big. loved it. Yeah, it was. It was an amazing experience. I remember uh, there at the time, Universal had Blues Brothers two thousand and Mercury Rising, which was that film with Bruce Willis, where he's yeah. like, he's like dealing with that autistic kid who can read the numbers in a puzzle or whatever. And I really was, liked that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was Miko. Miko Hughes played the the kid in that movie, and at the time, it was down to me and Miko for both Blues Brothers 2000 and Mercury Rising. So Universal had to make the choice, which one does Mercury Rising and which one does Blues Brothers? And at the end of the day, we like got the call, hey, you're doing Blues Brothers. And he was like, all right, I guess (laughs) Miko's doing Mercury Rising. And it it was so funny. I saw Miko years later and he was like, man, I would have loved to have done Blues Brothers. I was like, man, I would have loved to have worked with Bruce Willis, though. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, my man. God, though. Evan, you got to work with all those. Yeah. I mean, see all those artists. I mean, that's yeah. that's a great story, dude. Yeah. That is. Of wow. course. 
But when I I'm did not know this to, about you. But when I'm talking to Mika, I can't be like, yeah, I got the better job. I have to be like, dude, I <laughs> wanted to work with Bruce Willis, though. <laughs> he knows. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think you scored on that deal. I think that you yeah. got the... Yeah, yeah man, you slid was, into home on that one. It was super fun. I wish that... Uh, it was so funny because over the years you you get these contacts like with three ninjas where they're like, are they going to make another? You should totally make yeah. another. You should write one, you know. And the same happens with Blues Brothers where people are like, dude, are they going to make another? Because between the first Blues Brothers and ours was like seventeen years. It was something wow. like that. It was like it was like a huge gap. And so now it's been another twenty years, and they're like, is there going to be another one? <laughs> And have I, from, you seen from, that movie, Simon? I've not seen it. I'm sorry, Evan, didn't mean to interrupt, but I, oh, no. I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm going to watch it. What, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I've seen the first one. I never, I didn't know. That you no, were you were probably busy one. watching Titanic like the rest of the United States. <laughs> Everybody, I'm telling you, man, we got creamed. I'll say, I'll say this. I've never said it like publicly. We got creamed at the box office. Does Titanic? I don't know if you remember Titanic, the crazy thing that Titanic was, but it was number one for eight months. Wow. Yeah, that's rough. That's that's a tough movie to go against. Titanic came out. Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio, that's a tough one. It was DCAP that took all the gold. See, they came (laughs) out on, I think it was Christmas, and we came out like February. I think we we came out like Uh two months in. Titanic was- It was just eight months later. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you know what's crazy? is we were supposed to come out in August. We were supposed to. Uh, but John Landis was like, no, nah, man, the movie's done edited. Let's bring this thing out now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, yeah. that's, that's still a movie that has like a, a cult following to it as well. So yeah. to be part of two, and both of you have worked with such, you know, great uh, actors uh, and actresses. That's, it's amazing. It's so cool. I, I, have, I have to ask, we, I always ask everybody the these this set of questions did either of you keep anything like from the movie from the free ninja movies like did you keep a prop or like a memoir or something that you like hold dear hmm let me think could i keep something from the movie like Evan, I, I, you, you should have kept the mask like you must like that would have been the iconic I'm, one for you i'm almost positive that i have a set of ninja stars that's cool. Like I'm almost I have, positive. I have the script. I have the call sheets. I kept all that stuff. Um, I did not keep a prop or anything, but I have all these pictures. Um, wow. The script's yeah. cool. That that's an awesome one to have for sure. Yeah. I stole Ninja Stars. I straight up stole Ninja Stars. I was like, no, these are real. <laughs> these are heavy metal. Yeah, of course I did. I was high on sugar at the time. what um what about how many times do you reckon you've seen the movie like evan how many times do you reckon you'd seen kickback over the years legitimately twice no way really well like the premiere and is that because do you not like watching your own stuff back um it's not that i don't like watching my own stuff back it's that at seven years old there's there's not much depth to the performance <laughs> and as much as as Come much on, as, as much as it is a it's a super fun Evan, movie you were like meryl streep but three yeah, ninjas. well you really were i, I know <laughs> excuse me i know but uh <laughs> no I, you know what's funny is i i think that it 
You were it's Brando like watching, of Three Ninjas. <laughs> it's like watching, uh, like, like if you watched a talent show that you did as a kid, where you're like, now you're a grown adult, and you're like, oh, this is so, I'm so embarrassed. This is so cringy. Like, even though no. it is, even though it is like Three Ninjas, it's the movie, you know, as a kid. Evan, you like, were really good. That's sweet. You were good. No. No, I remember Evan, uh, Simon, Evan was up for a TV show that a friend of mine was uh, producing and um, Evan, um, I told the producers about Evan and they brought him in and I don't remember what happened with that, but they loved you. I mean, you were, you were on a roll. You were like a a kid who was acting all the time. Um, That's a lot to handle for a a young, for a child. It's a lot of pressure, I think. So yeah, for you. bravo to you for hanging in. A lot of line memorization. Yeah. And yeah. and Margarita, how many times do you reckon you have watched? Well, any of the three that you were in, like say the first one, like how many times would you say you've seen it? Oh, a lot. Because I have five brothers and they have kids, so it was always Aunt Margarita's in the house. Let's watch Three Ninjas. So I saw it a lot. I saw the first one, um, oh, yeah, I mean, countless times. Um, if I'm ever around kids and I'm, uh, I always brag, I do the humble brag. Like, have you guys seen the Three Ninjas? Come <laughs> with me to the television. Um, but I, I like them all. I, I uh, you know, I, I have to say I didn't really see the one in Japan because I wasn't in it. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> but and, um yeah, I've seen a lot of them. And and Evan, you've seen the other ones that you weren't in as well. And like did what did what did you think of them if you did? I saw three ninjas for sure. Uh but three ninjas uh knuckle up mm-hmm. I've not seen, and three ninjas high noon at Mega Mountain, I have not seen. There's but now time. that I know Margarita's <laughs> in it. I'm gonna yeah. have to. Now well, I have no, to. We're gonna, you're gonna come over and we're gonna watch. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make you a drink. I'm gonna say sit down and we're watch gonna watch me all and... four from beginning yeah. to end. All four like a Lord of the Rings marathon. Yeah, yeah. There we go. You know, if you ever end up doing something like that, I know you're joking, but if you ever ended up watching, like you say, if we watch like watching Kickback together, you'd have to stream it because so many people would want to watch you watching it. You know, of course, that's a great reacting. idea, Simon. Of course. I'm, I'm happy to host it for you. Yeah, yeah. Like. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Margaret, you know you're I, into this. You're I'm into, into this. this. I'm here for it. Get, I think we can get your dad to do this, and I think we can round up Max to do this. I think it might be another reason to Max. have a party. Well, you, I think we you, can get Max. Okay, yeah. well, firstly, okay, don't <laughs> cut me out of this, okay? No. Remember, no, no, no. I'm here. No, no, no. we got idea. you in. No, you're in. you're in. No, definitely. Okay, that's awesome. a great idea. <laughs> that would be amazing. I, I mean, yeah. So we have to do the set. We'd have to do well, second one, technically the third one. We have to do kickback because then, yeah, everyone would be in it. That'd be amazing. We could even do something cool with it, like where we could raise money for charity or something. You know, yeah. where like people could, like it could be free, but people could, you know, donate. Uh, you know, to help we raise. Could funds donate for to something. Ukraine or um, there you I go. think it. It'd be a great idea that gets me more excited to do something like that absolutely that'd be be really cool that'd be awesome and i'll throw this out there or parkinson's because 
that's what like 10 20 percent of everything that i do on my stream it goes to parkinson's like i'm i'm about it i'm about trying to root that shit out well we could do it like a split thing it could be like you know right yeah yeah Yeah, that'd be awesome we should we should okay well i'll be coordinating this once we wrap this but that would be very cool we we do something similar on uh so we long story short but most of our listeners uh or a lot of our listeners we cover a tv show one tree hill it's like a weekly thing we do but we do watch alongs with our listeners like a weekly watch along where we actually watch the show together so we kind of have it all set up to be able to do that sort of thing so simon simon it's going to happen yeah i I think it's going to happen amazing for sure yeah i'll go ahead i'll go ahead and text max and be like hey dude do this thing like just do and it. i'll text alan just do it yeah, <laughs> yeah. well you yeah, alan, I, 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 I think when i go. called alan today it was like you know he probably you know he has a casting company that he i think has has sold and he's now in camp he lives out in camarillo he's retired i believe from acting but i know he loves three ninjas i know he'd want to be do something like that i think that'd be really cool i think it's a, and I I would it's a great idea see, Simon. i would love to see him again Oh, it'd be so amazing to see you guys seeing. Well, and you know, this this year is the 30th anniversary of the first movie. Um, Mm -hmm. So you could maybe even tie it into that. And even though, you know, we're going to do kickback. But yeah, that would be awesome. Awesome. I I, I don't know if (laughs) I just got the um, just for display purposes and really showing my nerdy side now. But do you know there's three ninjas kickback and the first one on Laserdisc? So it's like vinyl size. It's really cool. I'll send you a picture. You probably probably don't care, but I think yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'd love to see that. That's not nerdy at all. Simon, not once have you come off as nerdy. Not once. No. Well, that's that's <laughs> that's good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't even matter if you did because nerds are cool, dude. Well, this yeah. is very much my specific topic of uh of nerdism, you know. So it's a it's a niche thing, but uh, but not so. There's such a cult following for these movies and rightfully so for all of the things that that we've spoken about. Um and I could talk to you forever about them, but you know, I know that you have lives and must continue to live them. Uh but I just have to say such a massive thank you to both of you. Uh absolutely honored to meet you and talk to you about it. And yeah, really excited to uh you know see what we can do in terms of doing like a, a watch along and raising some money for some good causes. That'd be amazing. Please everybody check out the links below to check out Margarita's new movie check out evan's uh twitch and everything that's going on there and yeah just thank you so much yeah no, oh, you're thank welcome you, it's yeah it's really been great it's been so nice to meet you and also i wanted to say a special thanks to nikki for putting this putting me in touch with you and for you for reaching out and being patient because i know we had a little you know stumble because i didn't know who you were and i thought <laughs> who is this guy and it, and it's been great so i'm really grateful thank you Thank yeah, it's you. been a, it's been a pleasure to meet you, man. Thank you for doing this. Oh no, this thank you to you both, yeah, and to Nikki as well. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you.